You're listening to Practical Wellness with best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and mind-body wellness expert, Jaya Jaya Myra. Learn how to create good mental, emotional, and physical health simply and naturally with practical lifestyle tips for holistic well-being. Jaya Jaya Myra has inspired audiences worldwide and is here to empower you to live a healthy, purpose-filled life. And now, your host, Jaya Jaya Myra. Hey everyone, Jaya Jaya Myra here. Welcome to another episode of Practical Wellness. Today, I have special guest, Mass Face, with me. He is the founder of Growth Island Podcast, and he is also uh, an author of a book on habits. You guys know how much I love talking about habits and consistent routines. So I am so excited about this conversation today. Thank you so much for, uh, for getting me on. I've really been looking forward to it. Yeah, I am so happy to have you here. I mean, I am like the queen of talking about building consistent daily habits. So I want to hear what you have to say about this. Sure. So uh, the book that I wrote looked into what are the different studies and what are some of the best book writing about. So you probably already heard about Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg or James Clear, mm-hmm. Atomic Habits. Fantastic. Um, so one of the things that I have in my book that's not as much focused in that book is mental contrasting and implementation intentions. I was lucky to study a class at Harvard where we had an amazing professor that took us through a lot of literature. And mental contrasting, if you look up on PubMed, which is the research um, engine yes. for scientific studies. So stuff that we mm-hmm. actually test in. Like the, real the, studies people, PubMed is like where all of like your big studies are published if you're in the scientific community. If you don't know, that is where you go to find legitimate research. So sorry, exactly. go ahead. Yeah, no, but, but <laughs> it's fantastic that you can actually find stuff that we, we tested out and see that works for the majority of people. And if you Google mental contrasting or not Google, if on PubMed you write that in, you'll get 19,900 results. Wow. So, that, that's a lot of studies being done on this concept. And if you put yes. implementation intentions in, you'll find 4,900 studies. So this is something that a ton of researchers has put their time and heart into figuring out, is it working or not? And we found that if you do both of them, it's uh, even more effective about uh, succeeding with habits. So what does it actually mean? Mental contrasting is a fancy academic word. It basically means that you think about the goal you have it that you want to accomplish. You then close your eyes. You think about what will it give you to accomplish this goal? What will it give you to actually do this habit? What are all the benefits that you'll get out of it? And then thereafter, you think about what are the challenges that's going to come along the way? So what's standing in your way to succeeding with this? So you do that first. That's mental contrasting. Then second, you do implementation intentions, which is that you think about, okay, how will I accomplish this goal? How will I do this habit? So I will get up and meditate as the first thing in the morning. I will sit on my blanket at this spot in the living room and I will do it for this many hours with this app. So you do it very specific. They actually plan out how is it going to happen. And then the second thing is you see what are the most likely things that will stop me from succeeding with this. And then you write out if this happens, then I will do X. It's actually it's quite simple just doing these two uh, exercises, mental contrasting implementation tensions. So I noticed that you start that exercise with thinking about the benefits. Is that because a lot of people tend to self-sabotage their success by focusing on what could go wrong and not what could go right? 
think there's different reasons what the researchers are writing the importance of it is because we know that having a high motivation helps us succeeding with stuff so really thinking about all the good things we can get out of it increases our motivation that's at least what they're writing in the research okay if you look at stuff that we have left left list sorry if you look at what we have uh, less research on but that pretty much everyone within personal development talks about is that really getting that emotional attachment so when mm -hmm. i coach people i always get them to close their eyes and really feel into the heart of succeeding with this really seeing it for themselves visualizing that this is happening it's something that i haven't seen the research papers on but i think if you ask most coaches that's or at least a lot of coaches are doing it and there's a reason that's because it works mm -hmm. oh absolutely i mean you should absolutely focus on the good things that you're going to get out of something i mean that's what helps us to cultivate gratitude and joy and all those good positive emotions which impact your mental and physical health so i totally agree with that so a lot of people have problems making consistent daily habits though a lot of people they come to me they say hey i've tried to do this i can't stay consistent with meditation it's boring i just can't make myself get up and clean my house what can i do to create some consistent routines. What would your advice be on that? Yeah, so one of the words that you said, it's boring, I think is key. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do like, too. <laughs> like, there's, there's so much in our life where we're like all the shoulds in our life. People should all over themselves. Like we need to they find do. more wants. Things mm -hmm. that in like, that's why I like your podcast as well, because you look at like, how do you build a fulfilling life? Like, how do you get that life to get you excited, right? So. I always advise people with the mental contrasting implementation intentions, but that's only one part. The other thing is also like finding stuff that gives you joy. I, like, I agree completely. You know, this is like exactly what I tell people too. I mean, I think like you're the first person I've talked to that I see like a hundred percent eye to eye on with that. But if you're going to go create a habit, make it doing something that you really enjoy. Don't take yes. one of your shoulda, coulda list items, put something on there that's actually going to cultivate some joy and some meaning or some inner peace. Like I love starting my day with a cup of tea, for example. I use that as a wonderful example of a daily habit because it doesn't really matter what you do. If you do one consistent daily habit, it's gonna help you to set other consistent daily habits. But you gotta do something you like before you're ever gonna be able to conquer something you don't like. I fully agree. That's always what I talk with people about. Like, who do you wanna be as a person? Like, like mm -hmm. you might not wanna be a meditator. Like meditation is <laughs> yeah. amazing. But there might be something else that's better for you. And if you're the person that has like too much energy in your body and you have a hard time sitting still, if you still want to do some kind of meditation, then you might want to try, um, what is it, the body sensation where you feel the different parts of your body. I found yeah. that to be easier for me. So body scan meditation where I feel different parts instead of just sitting with no thoughts. But yes. really like people are punishing themselves too much. It's like, mm -hmm. how did something went wrong? Like why are we designing life where like we have to punish ourselves and push ourselves so hard like i think we need to make life a lot more easy and it's really figuring out like what provides you joy what's aligned with your identity and then choosing them like the best form of exercise it's the exercise you fucking do sorry my language but like i know right pushing themselves like like if you love to dance go dance if you love to play tennis like figure that out and then Go all in on that instead of like uh, hit training being the most effective yeah. it might be or like a uh, typo or like whatever it is. Do things that give you joy. And, and yeah, I think it's actually quite simple, but we sometimes make things a lot more complicated. Very true. And I love dance. I dance almost every day now. So something I am super passionate about. 
And yes, lo and behold, when you do things you really like, it's like just gonna make everything else work out. Like I, I did gym routines and personal training for years and years and years. And you know what? I didn't really see much results at all out of that. But now a little bit of Pilates reformer a couple times a week, dance almost every day, a little bit of walking here and there. It's like, oh my God, like night and day changes from something that most people would say, well, that's not a good enough workout for you. Well, apparently it is for me. Uh, and I think a lot of it is because of that joy that these routines create. Like we don't take enough time or uh, put enough emphasis on how important joy and happiness is for our immune system or reducing cortisol or boosting mental health or all of the other things that are gonna have this huge impact on your body or even how well you sleep at night. I fully agree. Like it just, and then if, it changes everything, right? When you focus on things that make you happy. When we look at the blue zones uh, where people live in the longest, we find mm -hmm. that social connections are one of the main things. Um, and they might not be doing like what many Westerns would think like it's the most healthy life of exercising all the time. Mm -hmm. Mark Sisson, for the ones that doesn't know him, they should definitely look him up. He's like 60 and he is ripped as hardly anyone I know in their 20s. <laughs> like, when you see the pictures yeah. of him standing there, there's something like his face doesn't fully match like the rest of the body. Mm -hmm. But so, so his kind of weighing is like you need to sprint three to th two to three times a week for up to 30 seconds. Um, mm -hmm. So like you do three sets, uh, 15 to 30 seconds, you do that like two to three times a week. And then you do two times a week where you lift heavy things, which might be um, it, like 15 minutes. It can be like push-ups, pulling yourself up or with weights. And the mm -hmm. rest of all the movement, he says, like make it at a whole lower heart rate and make things that provide joy, like basically just play. So like when you think about what he's like standard thing saying is like there might be a half an hour of like lifting weights during the week and like three to four minutes of running. And the mm -hmm. rest is just play. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Based on where I'm at in my life now, I, I can attest to that completely. So uh, I have the luxury of having a face-to-face -face Zoom conversation. Now, I know my listeners don't get that, but I just have to say, like, you just radiate joy and happiness coming off of you. You seem like you are genuinely, genuinely a happy person. Thank you. Thank you. How do these daily habits and this work that you're so passionate about, uh, how do you think that's impacted your life in a positive way? Or what is likely that other people are going to see coming out of this journey of creating these consistent habits? I really think it is like becoming the person that you want to be and like rating in that happiness. Like I often get comments like, that's why you're always so happy. And like, <laughs> it's like, well, like I make it a focus, a priority to focus on the good stuff. And the one, mm -hmm. the number one habit that I recommend everyone to do is gratitude journaling. And mm -hmm. all of my listeners are probably sick and tired of me mentioning almost in every single episode, but it's just like, <laughs> it's so simple writing down three things or thinking about three things that you're grateful for. And again, we have a lot of science showing that it works, but like just mm -hmm. test it out. And it's, it's just so effective because like we want to rewire our brain to focus on the positive. And too many people watch all these news where like, it's not mm -hmm. representative of the real world. And we see all of this negativity, right? So we really need yeah. to condition ourselves just li like, just like we look at what do we put into our body food wise, we need to think about what do we put into our mind. And I'm extremely yes. cautious of what I put into my mind. Music, TV, all of that stuff should really be aligned with positivity. I, I am such a huge advocate of that. I think people watch far too many violent negative things 
on TV and, and music has really gone the same way, unfortunately. But if you are very careful, again, like you said, about what you ingest through your eyes, through your mouth, through your ears, everything, it's going to make a huge impact on your life. Mm. Absolutely. And like music, as you're saying, is something I started thinking about more lately. It's funny how you hear the same messages again and again, and suddenly it hits you in a different way. So I started yeah. with Tony Robbins and Dalai Lama when I was like 19, 20. And like, we know the songs and like, I was listening to Tony Robbins again and uh, something like, I, I learned something new from hearing it from like the 10th time that I listened to these mm -hmm. programs, right? And he talked about like, we have that song going in the background of our voice. Like we go into a mall and we hear the song or, or the Christmas song, right? We don't think about that, but like it's going in our mind. It's the same thing with so many other musics. If we had something empowering instead of telling us about like how we are great, how we can do great things, how people are amazing. That's the mm -hmm. like unconditional like hypnosis that we got running and we're not taking control of that. That is mm -hmm. unbelievable. And it's such a mm -hmm. huge potential for us to make sure that we are like seeing possibilities and that we're meeting people in the way where we show up if we're listening to good stuff instead of something that yeah. tears us down. Absolutely. I completely, completely agree with that. I mean, that's the way I live my life. And let me tell you, my life is pretty freaking drama free. <laughs> you know, you, you don't bring toxins into your life. You, you don't tend to have to deal with them anymore. <laughs> nope. uh, so yeah, so in addition to staying happy and healthy and sane, you'll probably get rid of a lot of drama if you uh, start really thinking about these things. Uh, Mass, it has been so wonderful talking with you today. Can you tell my listeners a little bit uh, about your podcast so they can go and check it out? Sure. So my podcast is Growth Island and I interview experts. The format is like 30 minutes to an hour where I try to figure out like what are the solutions. So uh, I often find that many people talk about the problems for so long. So I try to like mm -hmm. only 20% on problems and 80% of the solutions. So Absolutely. it's everything from psychologists, medical doctors, researchers, athletes, and so on. But again, like to focus in like, how do we solve things instead of like, we understand we have problems. Like I'm not denying that we have problems, but like, how do we solve things? So um, yes. that's the focus of that. Wonderful. Everyone go check out the Growth Island podcast. You will not regret that. Thank you so much, Mass, for being my guest today. We'll definitely uh, be talking again sometime soon. Pleasure. You've been listening to another episode of Practical Wellness. Make sure to share with your friends and family and have a great day.